This is Pastor Flosser, and you're getting ready to listen to the preached Word of God taken directly from one of our services at Faith and Truth Assembly in Thomasville, Pennsylvania. We hope it is a blessing to you, and if you could take some time and just go over to the Contact Us tab on this website and send us a little message. Let us know if there's any questions we can answer, any prayer requests we can bring before the Lord on your behalf. We want to help you in any way we can. God bless you and enjoy the word. Thank you, Lord. Genesis 35. Father, we love you. Thank you for your presence today. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings of serving you and knowing you, God. Hallelujah. We're asking you to just let your anointing be rich in this house, Lord. Your enabling power, Lord, to deliver truth and Lord, that your people would be able to hear and receive it, God, in hearts that are hungry. We love you. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Genesis 35, starting in verse 15. Jacob, and Jacob called the name of the place where God spake with him, Bethel. Well, thank God. Praise God. Anybody know what Bethel means? It means the house of God. Amen. He named the place where God spake with him, Bethel, the house of God. I believe God's going to speak to us in this house. And they journeyed from Bethel, and there was but a little way to come to Ephrath. And Rachel travailed, and she had hard labor. And it came to pass, when she was in hard labor, that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass, as her soul was departing, for she died that she called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. Praise God. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to preach to you this morning about a new name, a new name. Amen. This was, I believe, not only something very important to the culture here in the Old Testament, but I do believe as everything in the Old Testament points to what God wants to do to our lives and to our hearts. There is a, a, a lesson, a, a significance here that we need for our relationship with God. See, Jacob understood the importance of having a name, praise God, that, that put a blessing on your life. Jacob was also a, a participant, if you will, in a difficult birth. And he was given the name Jacob, which means supplanter, or more probably understandable in our language, a cheater or a swindler. And this was the the name that he was called. This is the the words that were spoken over this young man as he grew up. And it became, as many times we see in the Bible, his identity. If you will follow the life of Jacob, He had an understanding of what was right and wrong, and I believe he had a hunger to do what was right, and he knew what was important in life, but he had this nature of being a cheater, being a liar to get what he wanted. He never seemed for many years to be able to just lay down all of his conniving ways and let God be God and let God bless him. He knew in his heart God had a blessing for him. 
he knew in his life God had already revealed himself to him, and he knew there were uh, there was a purpose and a plan in his life, but he could never just let God be God. And that identity, if you will, that name that was pronounced over him at birth was was just became who he was. And and he even lied to his own dad while he was on his deathbed to, to get a blessing. Praise God. But there was a day that Jacob heard from God and God said, I'm going to change your name. More than just I'm going to give you a new uh, title. More than just I'm going to uh, uh, change what folks call you. But it was very significant. It was representing a new start and a new identity for Jacob. That God said, your father may have called you a swindler. Your mother may have said, come on, cheater, it's time to eat. Your brothers and your sisters and your neighbors might have said, hey, you, that supplanter, that one that always does what's wrong and the ends justify the means. I'm going to give you a new name. I'm going to give you a new identity. And it's not what your mom called you. It's not what your dad called you. It's not what your peers say about you. But God said, I see you as someone who is a prince. I see you as someone who can touch heaven. I see you as someone who can hear from God and get instructions from heaven and move on forward as royalty. And he said, I'm not going to call you Jacob anymore. I'm going to call you Israel because he had a prayer meeting. He had a breaking point in prayer one day, and he said, and he was able to, to get past all of his past, get past all the baggage that was between his ears, get past, and, and it's a hard thing to do when all you hear in your mind is, is maybe what, what a husband or a wife has said about you, what somebody you looked up to has called you, and all you hear in your heart is, that's who I am, and God, but he had a breakthrough, and God said, this is what I see in you. And really, we see this understanding throughout the Word of God, what our natural birth has given us, our natural heritage, really, if you will. But God desires to reveal to us who we really are, not what society has said, not what our family has said. The people say, you know what, your family, you can't trust them, or your family, they're just so negative, or your family, they, they'll do you wrong. But God says, I want to put you into a new family, give you a new name, and I want to tell you what I see. I want to tell you what I've put in you. Amen. Somebody might say you look like your dad, or you, 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 your mannerisms are more like your mother. Praise God. But God, our Heavenly Father. Oh, forgive me, I usually start out a little slower, praise God, but this is exciting to me. Because people can say, uh, and every one of us deals with it, oh, you got that trait, and you got that characteristic, or you have that fault, or maybe you have even some kind of tendency toward toward a a certain kind of malady or ailment. But, But God says, let me tell you as your Heavenly Father who you really are. One day, Jacob had this revelation, and he said, oh, I've always thought, I've always been convinced in myself. I knew there was more, but I just always heard what a a supplanter, what a a cheater, what a swindler I always was. But one day God told me who I really was created to be. So in such a, can you imagine, in such a tragic time, 
the wife that he loved, the wife that he, the Bible says, for a dowry, he gave 14 years of, of labor so that he could marry her and prove to the, her father, I'm, I'm somebody you can trust, somebody that, that you can give this woman in marriage to. And she brings forth her second son, Joseph, being her first, and in this labor, she's, she's dying. The, the labor was too, too much for her to bear. And the midwife who's helping with the birth is trying to encourage her, and, but she's slowly passing off the scene. And Jacob's beloved wife looks up and, and says, call him Benoni. Call him Benoni. And she dies. Her last words recorded. And, and you, would, you would think that this, this obviously had to mean so much to Jacob to think, my, my, my beloved wife that, that was so special to me has now died. And her, her last wishes was to call this son Benoni. But in the midst of all this heart-wrenching tragedy and this love and this hurt, Jacob says, Benoni, that means son of my sorrow. And I imagine he said, I love Rachel so much and I treasure her, her every word and her every desire, but my boy will not grow up with a name that will curse him. But I, she, he looked at the, I imagine, looked at the midwife and said, we won't call him that. We won't call him son of my sorrow. He's not going to hear that pronounced over him. We're not going to call him. He's not going to live a life thinking that he brought sorrow and death to this family. He's not going to grow up thinking it was my fault mom died. We're not going to rehearse that in his ears every day of his life. Son of my sorrow, son of my sorrow. Come on, it's time to time to get to the meal table, son of my sorrow. Oh, no, we're going to call him son of my power or son of my right hand. We're going to call him Benjamin. We're going to give him an identity of power and strength, not of one of hurt and of damage. Because Jacob knew. Jacob had an understanding. I believe Jacob had a walk with God that he could say, it's more than what this natural birth has caused. But there is a blessing on your life, son. There is a connection with God that's going to give you something greater than all the tragedy that surrounded circumstances and situation. God's got a plan for you, Benjamin. Amen. And we see many places, uh, some maybe not so, so significant in the Bible, but many times we see this, this transpiring where God sees someone and all that life has piled on them and all that life has cre- maybe shaped them to be. And God says, let me tell you what I see. Let me tell you that, uh, that what's, what's, What's in you because I'm your God. Let me tell you all the obstacles and all the things that you have been convinced by those around you that you'll never overcome. You'll never be any better. You can only go so high in life because, but God, but God says, here's what I can do. This is what I see. This is what I've created you to be. Amen. And God gives that new name. God gives that new Start that new identity, 
That's been from the beginning, really, what that redemption is all about. Sin and the fallen nature of man has caused us to believe that this is the best we can do. We look around us and we feel like the best we can accomplish is, is sin, is, is filthy living, low living. We see things that are glorified and we see things that draw us and, and we say that's, that's, uh, that's what it's all about. That kind, that's fun, praise God. But God says, I've created you for more than that. I've called you to a life in, in, of honor. The Bible talks about virtue and I've called you to something higher than that. I've called you something that you don't have to be ashamed of. The world is doing its best, and I don't want to spend too much time in this, and, but there's so much that's going on about bringing the word shame to mean nothing, that, that it's, it's only the bullies that bring shame into the equation. But there's a, some things that I believe mankind has to deal with, that if we are not living up to what God has really put down in our hearts, there is a sense of, of loss and shame. And that's good if we can let it motivate us away from, from the, the, the low and away from the least and motivate us to reach higher for what God has for us. And I know a lot of people, they've kind of just given up. They've they, they've kind of just been too disappointed. Every time I reach up, every time I try to climb up a little higher, there's always something to pull me down. Always my own weakness, my own frailty, and also the criticism, the condemnation, even the mocks of mockings of other people. But, but God's got the strength. I, I think we sang about His amazing grace earlier, that He would rescue us, that he would, he would cleanse us and give us everything we need to be who He created us to be. down and out as anybody can be. There's not something in them, God drawing, God dealing with them and calling them to that new life. I, I think about it just as a, as a dad. You don't look at your children and they're young and think, oh, look at how cute that child is. Oh, they'll be, they'll be a bum one day. They, they'll, they'll never hold a job. They'll, I'll probably have to They'll probably be a criminal. Some no, no, no. You, you see them, and as a as a mother or a father, you you see the potential. You see the abilities. And used to be years ago, you'd say, if you want to be the president, you can be the president. You're going to be anything you can possibly dream. And 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 praise the Lord. And sometimes people get very disappointed in in all their dreams and looking at their own personal potential. But God, God knows how to take a life and. And, and I think I heard it several times, Sister Hannah, Sister Becky, talking about it's, it, it's not all about being the president. It's not all about just being the, the astronaut, if you will, or the celebrity, but somebody that can affect the lives of, of children in a home, somebody that can, can, can bring love into, and kindness into a, a world full of, of hurt and shame, somebody that can be faithful and just bless other lives and strengthen other lives. What, what, a, what a great, great success that is. Amen. I have dealt very personally with with young young ladies in in that have come to church and and feel so so worthless because of expectations that society has placed on them and and if I'm not working and if I'm not providing and if I'm not this and I don't look a certain way and and, and 
and all the, the, the stress that just goes into to somebody's eyebrows and what they look like. And, oh, they're too thick. And, oh, they're too thin. And, oh, and I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not valuable is what they're saying. How sad. How sad. Amen. We get back to God and let God, let God, there, there would be so much less insecurity, so much less just falling for the lies of anybody that says, hey, beautiful, oh, I'm in love. I just love, it just meant so much to me how you said that. I don't care that you've said it to everybody else that walked by for the last seven, you know, seven days. It just meant so much to me. I just, I, there's, there's that need to, to feel like you belong. Can I tell you a good prayer meeting like, like Jacob had one day will put some value in you to say, you know what? I don't have to just fall for anything. I don't just have to accept any kind of trash that comes my way that feels like love because I know who God made me to be. Hallelujah. It's time to rise up and let God put that new name in your life. Put that new identity that just doesn't fall for anything. Book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 4, verse 17. Kind of brings it into the New Testament church. This, and that's what the Old Testament is. It's, it, the Bible talks about the types and the shadows that point us to what Jesus wants to do in our lives. Every time you see a, a lamb that is a sacrifice at a temple, it points to Jesus being our sacrifice. And, and, and on and on and on throughout the word of God, we see all these foreshadowings of the gospel. Praise the Lord. That there would come a time that through Jesus' death on the cross, his substitutionary death, he, he took our place. Amen. He took our penalty, that he would die, that he would be buried, and he would rise again to show forth that the penalty of our sins has been paid and death has been conquered. Amen. That this isn't just us following a good man and us following a, a, a righteous uh, rabbi's words, but that there has been a, a Savior that will change our hearts. Amen. A lot of folks say, well, Jesus was, he was a good man like many others. He couldn't be. If he wasn't our Lord and our Savior that died for our sins, he was a lunatic. Amen. That would claim no man can come to the Father except by me. So he's either, he's either salvation or he's to be avoided. Then I believe he is God with us, Emmanuel. Amen. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse 17 this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that henceforth. Now, he's talking to folks that have turned to the Lord, not just said, I believe, not just said, you know what? I think I'll try this, but they have turned in repentance. I'm sorry for the path my life has been on, God. I'm sorry I've been going in the wrong direction. I'm sorry enough to turn to you, turn to you for forgiveness, turn to you for mercy, turn to you, Lord, that you would forgive me. Amen. Bury that old life in Jesus' name. Hello, anybody? Take that old life and bury it in water and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Read it in Acts, the second chapter sometime. Now, he's talking to a church that has turned from sin and turned to the Lord. They buried that old life. 
got filled up with the power of God. Now, now listen. Praise God. When we come to God and we turn from our sins and turn to Him, when we come to God and we are baptized in His name, thank God for a new name, and we are filled with the Holy Ghost, we are justified. Somebody say justified. We are made just in the sight of God. Amen. But there's still a life that needs to grow. There's still a life. That's why you need to be in the house of God. Because the Bible says we need to be sanctified. And how are we sanctified? By the Word of God. And by the working of the Spirit of God. Now we, we grow and, and, and get closer to God. And, and learn how to, to walk in a way that, that is holy in Him. And let God work through us His, His righteousness more than what we used to be. Amen? And it's a process that is called sanctification. And that's why Paul is talking to the church and he said, listen, I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. We're going to take our time through some of this. A little Bible study, all right? He said, I don't want you to walk like you used to walk. It's not just what you believe, but you got a new walk now. You got a new way. You you got a you're you're a new man. You're a new woman. You you got a new name, a new identity. Don't walk like that. You, what you used to be. Hallelujah. I'll just say it to me, so nobody gets offended. I don't think y'all are too thin-skinned, but let me just be careful anyhow. He says, "Come on, Melvin Flosser, don't walk like that old loser you were. You got a new walk. You got a new way. You hear me?" Amen. Praise God. Walk. Walk in that new identity that I gave you. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Henceforth, you walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. See, God straightened some things out. All those, the Bible says there's many voices and none without significance. So you got all that influence, all that stuff, all that baggage going on in your mind and all that telling you who you were, that vanity. See, next to what God says about you, that's just that's that's empty, that's vanity, that's nothing. You want to you want to walk by what God said rather than what you've heard. Amen. Whether what, what you believed all that time, don't walk by that. Don't walk by what this culture tells you is important. Don't walk by what society's status quo is. Find out what God is. Walk like a child of God. That's so it's tempting. But God's going to give you the strength and the power to do it. Listen, listen how he, he puts it. In the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened. Being alienated from the life. Somebody say life. Being alienated from the life. I was thinking about kind of maybe contacting folks and texting out a question. And I, I had uh, made a statement. I've heard a preacher make a statement that I repeated that if you could sum up Christianity in one word, what would you sum it up as? And I heard this preacher say that he would sum it up as submission. And I think there's a lot of good to that. I think that's that's really so much of the word of God is really taking my will and saying, God, let your will be done. Amen. And, and I really thought that was good. And then but but here lately, I started kind of praying and thinking on that for a while. And I thought submission still makes it really more my abilities to be able to do that. And that's just not really the gospel. Uh, that's a part of it. 
But if I was going to really try my best, and don't just pat me down for this, but if I was going to sum this all up in one word, outside of Jesus, I'd probably say life. He said, I've come to give life, and that more abundantly. Praise God. Because I can have the will to submit my will to His, and I can have that desire, but without His life in me, I fail. Amen. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Don't walk like you once walked. Don't walk like those that are outside of God's covenant. That they're alienated from that life. That they are walking in the vanity of their mind. Their understanding has been darkened. Through being past feeling. Isn't that amazing? If you humble yourself, God, you're going you're to be able to be drawn and be led by the Spirit of God. In this world that's trying so hard to, to quiet their conscience and so, so harden their hearts, God says there's a people who are void of understanding and alienated from the life of God, ignorant because of the blindness of their heart and their past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. That's God's description of a life that has been not redeemed, not regenerated, that brought in that life. Amen. That's a a life that is just doing the best I can do without God living and changing me on the inside. But he said, don't walk like that. You claim to be filled. You claim to be a child of God. You claim to to be a Christian. Don't walk like you once walked. Don't walk being led by this ignorance, being led by that greediness and self-centeredness. He said, you have not so learned Christ. You see that in verse 20? But you have not so learned Christ. God's going to lead you. God's going to teach you how to Live in this new identity. God's going to lead you and show you what He has created you to be. Why are we smiling? Why are we dancing? Why are we clapping our hands? Why are we excited about being in church? Because God has led us out of ignorance into His marvelous light. God's led us out of, praise God, that vanity and given us truth and purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for it. You've not so learned Christ, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him. Amen. You hear it, you're taught it, as truth is in Jesus. As the truth is in Jesus. Listen to this now, verse 22. Here's the practicality of it. It's not enough just to say, I'm all new on the inside, down in my heart somewhere. Jesus has forgiven me of all my sins. And, and folks say, really? I, never, I can't tell. Seem like you're the same old, praise God, Jacob. Amen. He says, church, you got a new nature now. Time to learn some things. Time to grow in this new life. Amen. He said, put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. That word conversation is more than just our words because actions speak louder than words. But if you look that word up, you're... you're, you're That Greek word will mean more than just what we say with our mouth, but it is the attitude and the action of our life and our heart, our mannerisms and our our lifestyle, praise God. So there is a former 
conversation. They're a former uh, manner of living of the old man, that old nature, that old identity. But we've been given a new name. We've been given his name. We've been given. That's why we profess that name. We call that name. Paul said, I was baptized. How? Calling on the name of the Lord. Amen. Why is that important? It's our covenant. It is the token of our covenant. We come to the Lord and we turn from the old life and we take on his name. Amen. That's why they knew what that name was. That name is not Father. It's not Son. It's not Holy Ghost. It's Jesus Christ. Amen. In Acts, the second chapter, he said, They would be repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or the washing away of sins. What is that? That is that new name that is given to me. I'm going to partake of his identity now in me. Again, over and over again, in Acts, the eighth chapter, in Acts, the tenth chapter, in Acts, the nineteenth chapter, the name of Jesus. Amen. That's that, that's that, hallelujah, the identity that we are sharing. Look what it says. Put off the concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's that's going to be in our lives a daily walking with God, being renewed. Amen? Do you understand what that word renewed means? Look at it tomorrow in the Bible. It'll still say renewed. It's going to be it's it's not something that you get. And I had a great experience. Maybe I prayed at an altar. Maybe I prayed at home. But I have to be renewed in that. Oh, I got something good in church Sunday night. Oh, it just really touched my life. Are you getting renewed in that? It it works so good. You know, I find somewhere that serves really good ice cream. I go back. And I bring others with me. Amen. Praise the Lord. You find a recipe that works really good, you make it again. And you invite other people over to try it. Amen. Amen. You, you know something works. You keep doing it. So we, we get a hold of it. Wow, I just feel like I've got a, a touch. I've got something that is so good. And God uh, renewed me and refreshed me in God. And, and oh, Monday was different for me. I just felt like I had strength, felt like I had power, felt like that, that old man was just crucified again. And that new identity, just I had strength, I had power. Hey, try it again. It keeps working and gets better. Being renewed. Find out. Start feeding that new identity you need to be filled up you go back into that world they'll start telling you how miserable you are they'll tell you what a loser you are they'll tell you you can't make it they'll tell you you don't have it it's not real they'll tell you you'll fall after a while and if you don't get in the house of god and hear what god is trying to feed you with you're going to start believing them again and you're going to start walking in those old jacob ways but you need to be fed and renewed amen Oh, you need to get it in you. That's why the songs you sing ought to be renewing that 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 new identity, that new name. The praise God, it's nothing for me to put in a little bit. You say, well, I, oh, I like to. I'm not against listening to news and know what's going on in the world. Don't get me wrong. That'd be, uh, you know that. Praise God, but I, I tell you what, I like to listen to something that's going to build up that me and, and renew me and. Tell me again, get some preaching in me and in my spare time, read the word of God, talk to the Lord, spend some time with your heavenly father. Let him tell you again and again who you really are. Well, hallelujah. Oh, I hope you're getting a hold of this. He said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It's where it's, it's got to be inside. It can't just be on the outside. 
Too many people try to dress up like a, the, a new man. They try to dress up like a Christian, peer pressure, they fit in, they, they look like a Christian, they start using Christian language and, and words, and, and uh, they get themselves a, a nice Bible and, and all that, but down inside, it's still that old negativity, it's still that old depression, it's still that old drive, and, and you need to be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that's where you get the Word and the Spirit of God working in your heart. It's worth asking yourself a question sometimes. We say, this, this really pulls me down. Why? Why does that pull you down? What's, what, what is in your heart that makes that a good option for you? What do you desire? And so, what are you looking for that God can't give you something better? Amen. What is in your heart? You need to be renewed. Amen. Down inside of who you are. Verse 24, that you put on the new man. Do you see it? Hallelujah. Verse 24, Ephesians 4, put him on. There's something there that says this just doesn't happen by itself. Some days you might wake up in the morning and just feel like that old identity, that old man is living in. You got to do what the book of Romans tells you in the sixth chapter and just reckon some things dead indeed under under the Lord. And you've got that new life. You've got to set yourself up and say, God, that's not who I am. You've made me a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. It might not seem like it some days, but you've got to put it on. Somebody say, put it on. Praise God. You put off the concerning the former conversation, the old man, verse 22 and verse 24, you put on the new man. That's why we're in the house of God this morning. We want to put that on. We want to, we want to renew it. We We don't want to just take it for granted. It's something that you've got to keep after. Amen. There's nothing. Hallelujah. Let's just keep moving on. Put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Thank God for true holiness. I I believe the Bible will cause us to talk in a better manner, more appropriate, more more like a Christian. It will cause us to, to, to get away from some old habits and give us some new uh, new things that are better for us. Amen. I, I believe it will cause us to present ourselves biblically in a modest fashion. And, and all these things are right, but there's a lot of folks that are just doing those things. They don't have the life in them. Somebody said, well, you want to you wanna get all modest and you want to get all holy, you might as well be Amish. That's not true righteousness and true holiness. It's not a list of laws and regulations. It's not a list of, uh, of do's and don'ts. It's life in us that 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 proceeds out of a heart that loves God and loves his ways and believes that it's a higher calling, a better identity. Amen. And, and it, that shows itself forth in some decisions that, that we make. Amen. Righteousness and true holiness, wherefore put away. Listen to this. This just gets practical. The new man, let me, God says, let me tell you what I created you to be, that new. Wherefore put away lying, speak every man truth to his neighbor. That old identity might be a liar, but God said, I didn't create you to be a liar. I didn't put that tongue in your head to tell lies. I didn't make you to be a deceiver. Praise God. For we are, it says, put away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. There are reasons. Not only does the Bible say, don't do this, thou shalt not, but it tells us, hey, because we are, we are members one of another. You, you hurt yourself when you deceive somebody else. So he tells us, your new nature, your new life, your new name. Here, let, This is what I've called you to be. Start growing and learning towards these things. He said, don't, don't lie. Speak the truth. 
be angry. Did you know the Bible says that? Go ahead and be angry. Hello? No, there's nothing up my sleeve. I know you know, y'all know most of us know what comes after this, but still we gotta we gotta understand anger's not a sin. Anger's not a sin. There's some things that make me very angry. And folks say, Oh, you're so angry. Yeah, sometimes I'm very angry. Absolutely. Sometimes you can't tell. Sometimes you can. Amen. Be angry and sin not. See, there's the thing. When you start losing control, when you start to give over to wrath, when you start start tearing folks apart and belittling them and saying things that just just hurtful, you've, you, that's not that's not godly. So you're gonna be angry, but just don't sin. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Don't carry it on the next day. Neither give place to the devil. He goes on and on. Some things. Here's a new life. It's better. It's better. Amen. Let him that stole steal no more. That new identity. You're not a liar. You're not a thief. You're not, you, don't lay, you don't have a short temper. Amen. But let, rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Not a thief, praise God, but somebody that is generous, somebody that works hard and is able to, to have a little extra to be able to be generous and give to somebody else. This is what God wants you to be. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. That's not just uh, that's just not what you say anymore. That's what you text. That's what you email. That's what you Snapchat, I guess. If you want to throw that in there. Amen. You, your, your communication. Let no corrupt communication come across your phone. That's the new version. Hallelujah. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Listen to what you're saying. Listen to how you can bless somebody with that, the words that you can speak. Bless people. Amen. Be a strength. Don't, don't consider uh, yourself that old man that just pushes yourself forward and makes other people feel foolish. No. Build up. Edify somebody. That's what that word means. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Do you ever feel like God was just tugging on you to do something right? Do you ever feel like God was ever tugging on you saying, don't do something that's wrong? And you just ignored God? No, that never, that never happened to anybody here, I'm sure. I'm sure we've all felt. The Bible says don't grieve his spirit. If we, if we look at the wording of that, it, it, really, it really puts emotion into it. It's as if God's saying, come on, this is who you are. This is your identity. This is your new name. This is what I want you to do. And you just, later, later. And God says, oh, to see you walk away from the good and choose the bad, it grieves God. It's not just talking about the action of, uh, of putting up a wall and ignoring God's voice to call you into what he's really created you to be. But it's the grief that we bring God by saying, no, this is better. This is better. This is, we'll get to you later. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed under the day of redemption. Just a few more lines here. Listen to this. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. What am I talking about? Talking about that new name. 
what I try to tell everybody that's beginning in God is as as you get to know the Word of God, as you get to be familiar with Jesus and His desire to bring you into that new identity, what you're going to find is here's God's will. I, I thought God's will was right here, and if I reached really high, I could just grab onto it. But as you read the Word of God and as you look and study what God's really called us to be, you're going to find out you can get on your toes and not reach it. You need God to lift you up. That new nature is is impossible for us without Him. What God is really desiring in us, we need His, His baptism of the power of God in our lives. We need the Holy Ghost. We need Him to forgive us. We need Him to wash us. And the best we can do is still just feel like we come so short of that. But when God washes us and when God fills us, you can be forgiving. You can put bitterness aside. You can, praise God, have an honest tongue that tells folks things that edify them. God can make you a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. But the more I really preach to you and the more you really read what this book says, you're going to find out the bar that God has set is too high for any of us. And most of your false doctrine, most of your false teachers of this generation will say, that's okay, that's just the space between your reach. Keep on reaching, keep on doing your best, and that's all you can do. And the rest of it is just God's grace will fill that. Just God doesn't see anything. Are you falling short of that? No, that's not it. God's grace is not make up the gap. God's grace lifts us up to it. God's grace gives us the strength and the power to talk with it as our new identity, to walk in a new identity, amen, to forgive with a new identity, to live a life, amen, with him living in us. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads right now as the musicians come. God's got a purpose and a plan for your life. But we come to a place in our lives where we realize our best is just not not getting us there. Oh, you can get through this life. You can you can get by. Maybe you can be better than your neighbor in some ways and you can be better than the hypocrite. But it's not about measuring yourself against someone else. It's about what God's really calling you to be. It's your identity in Him. Your new name. It can be very frustrating. When you look at yourself and you see the failures, you see the times and the ways you've fallen short, but the answer is in Him. The answer is in His power and His strength. He'll fill you. He'll help you. I've met people already, they, it was not a chore for them to lie. It was a chore for them to tell the truth. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. It was very difficult. When they want to be honest, when they want to be real, they find themselves just going back into that old identity. And on and on we can talk about the being angry and sinning not or the bitterness and the forgiveness and things that are so far beyond what we are able to do in ourselves. But God is the answer. 
I can tell you what's right, but the answer to how we be right is is His strength. It's His power. It's His mercy to forgive, and it's His power to fill us with His righteousness. If you've got that desire today, why don't you reach out to Him right now? If you care to come and pray at this altar, it's open. Why don't you talk to the Lord? Just ask God for His help. Ask God for His mercy. Turn away from the old life and turn. Say yes to the new. Ask God to fill you with His power. God's got more for you. God's got better for you. Oh, He'll fill you with His power to be right. He'll fill you with His righteousness. Wanna be righteous, righteous like you. Holy Spirit, purify me, cleanse and make me new. Wanna be righteous, righteous like you. help you. With man it's impossible. But with God all things are possible. God's going to help you be better. Oh yes. Holy Spirit purify me. Cleanse and make me new. look at who God wants you to be. What's God saying about you? Draw near to Him. Let Him give you that new name. Let Him take you past your own failures. Take it past your own limitations. Follow Him. Let Him give you the strength. Anytime you need strength, anytime you need help, lean on Him. He'll give you what you need. Can we all stand, please? God, we love you so much. Thank you. Thank you for your love and for your mercy, God. Thank you that you care about us. We failed so often, but God, you've lifted us up and you've helped us, God. Bless your people, I pray. God, help us to to rely on you, to be renewed every day. Lord, we'll give you glory and thanks, Lord. Bless your people, I pray. Bless the service tonight, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Shake hands with everybody around you. God's so good.